Action. Go. Come on. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to Requiem for a Tuesday. This is Adam Pecora here with Justice. Hey. What's up, bud? Nothing. Great. Say <laughs> <Taking> out. <laughs> he sure is. Um, we got a lot to unpack today, so real quick, rate, review, and subscribe. Whatever you're doing right now, push the little buttons. Thank you. Uh, check out the links in the description below, and you can find lots of good stuff. Justice, what do you got? Take it away, Penny. To plug. I got it all. You know, microwaveminutes.com. Yeah. Sounds good. The best show. <laughs> yeah, what happened to it? It's coming out soon. It's coming out real soon. Define soon. Uh, Maybe this weekend. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Maybe. Look out potentially this weekend. It's not, it's not coming out. <laughs> it's definitely not coming out. All right. So it's here. The moment has come. Actually. The update. You know? What update? The latest and greatest in the movies this this week on Requiem for a Tuesday. <laughs> what are you <laughs> what are you saying? I'm saying we're here to we're here to chat. We're here to we're here to really really unpack yeah, it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah, that's Ma- what we're here for this week. Marty. Marty. Marty who, Adam? I have there's a chance that you actually don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Tell uh, the people. Tell the people what? Tell the people about Marty? Yeah. What what do you like about him? I'd love to hear your takes. Who who was who was Marty? What do you mean? In in Killers of the Flower Moon. The director. Martin Scorsese. Correct. Yeah. Um a f- a, a brilliant brilliant filmmaker. Here for his, how many movies? How many? What? what which? How many movies is it? Martin Scorsese. Well, like total. Yeah. I don't even know. Forty-five, if I had to guess. Forty-five movies. If I had to guess. Mind. mind Started blowing. in like nineteen seventy. So. If not earlier. Yeah. In yeah. Shorts and stuff. But I mean, I did. I did my homework. I feel like for Martin. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Tell, prior, tell me prior something. Prior to seeing it, I did. Uh, I, I did, would love I did Wolf to of know. Wall Street. I did. You um, hadn't Raging seen, Bull. You hadn't seen Wolf of Wall Street. No, I'd seen it. I okay. just revisited I see, it I see. for the Leo performance for sure. Okay. You know, um, I did Raging Bull too. So did I got to see Margot De Niro's. Robbie snatch. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, you see Jennifer Lawrence's puss? Oh, that was in that other movie. I wasn't watching that with you. What movie was that? That that new one where she has to fuck that kid for that car. I was telling you. Oh about. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's called No Hard Feelings or something. It doesn't seem very good. It wasn't. Yeah. But anyway, but she shows her tits. Pretty sick. There wasn't a But whole yeah, who wouldn't fuck Jennifer Warren? The premise is just horrific. We can do it after. We can do it after. Well, that's <laughs> not what we're seeing in this Scorsese, you know? It's got its own oh, it's just got this western feel, this Oklahoma vibe, and you're just here for it the whole time. It doesn't really It doesn't have an Oklahoma vibe. It is in Oklahoma literally. I know, I know, I know. It's not the same well, it's as more than a vibe. Seeing Jennifer literally. Lawrence or Margot Robbie, you know. Sure. Yeah. So wait, what else did you revisit? Just those two movies? Um, No, no. There was like two or three others. I don't remember them. Great. Good homework. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, those those most recently was Raging Bull, like uh-huh. three days ago or three Got days it. prior to seeing the Had movie. Had you seen that already? No. Really? Yeah. What did you think? I thought it was great. Thought it was twisted. That it was kind of like dark in its own way, which is exactly how this new movie is. It's just so dark. Yeah, guttural. all of his movies are dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Life I mean, is it's bleak. just it's a different side of humanity that like nobody like exposes the same way he does. You know, it's such a I don't know. 
What did you think? Of Raging Bull? In comparison to Killer, sure. Oh, in comparison to Killer? I couldn't make that comparison. That doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I loved Listen, seeing Scorsese and hearing him at the beginning. He did like a, we went to Regal, you know. So did I, yeah. It was a great time, but he had a little like op before the movie started where he said his piece about. He's like, hey, it's Monty. Thanks from. for fucking coming to the fucking theater. I'm I've still ab- doing cocaine. Can you believe it? I love his like. I think Marty's back on coke. I think that's what, t- that's what <laughs> did it. Or Adderall, you know. At the very least, yeah. But I think that's why the Irishman, he was like sober still. And I think he was like, a, you know what? We need a bump or something. Because <laughs> here's the thing. If you look at like reviews of the Irishman, st- it's considered like a great film. Mm-hmm. I don't like that movie. I'm not going to rewatch it either. Is that when they age him? They age them? Yeah. I didn't was not really a fan either. I, I did. I watched that one. I watched that one. So that's the third. One I see. That movie's a slog. It just is. It's boring as shit, and I get it. It's about loneliness. Whatever. I don't care that the hitman's lonely. You know? Um, but Anyway, my point is, this was a grand improvement, and, I mean, De Niro's best performance in, like, I, I couldn't tell you how long. Uh, yeah. I'd he, have to look at a list. great. That was a performance. He was pretty remarkable in it. It was like vintage De Niro. And he's like 80. And they're, so, they're Freemasons, bro. <laughs> yeah, that one scene was wild. That was just out of nowhere. Just when he got his ass smacked. <laughs> yeah, that was a little bit like PTA-ish of, of them for that scene. I had, uh, I had a great time. Honestly, um, and I mean, yeah, Leo was great. Honestly, he's third fiddle in this movie. Yeah, because I think De Niro and Lily Gladstone are both way better. And that's a testament to them, not a diss on Leo because he was great. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. Look, it's just a movie where I think a lot is just unsaid. You know what I mean? They don't really put... Stop fiddling around. Everybody hears you fiddling around. <laughs> it's like I have bugs in my ears. <laughs> Sorry. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, Jennifer Lawrence. Look at those tits. Really takes you out. <laughs> really takes you out. <laughs> no, that was a joke. Um <laughs> Because, I don't know, I don't want to spoil too much right up front. I think as we get a little later on, we'll reveal a little more. But I'll just say in general terms, I think it, like, I don't know, everything kind of happens very sneakily and nothing is, nothing's that blatant or that, like, I don't know, like, shocking. There's not a lot of, like, attempts at, like, shock value or anything like that. It's all just portrayed with like a lot of realism and just like, oh, some idiot just goes up to some other idiot. And they're like, hey, I shoot that guy for 20 bucks. And they're like, all right. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And then they just go shoot that guy. And then we then there's just another day and everybody just keeps moving on and nobody gives a shit. Oh, and so they, it, it's just all very, it's all done very subtly. And it just like, not a lot. It's all very in your face, but subtle at the same time. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because also the movie starts out very like fast paced and rapid, and there's a lot of like buoyant music, you know, a lot of like heavy drums. And the score was amazing, especially at the beginning. Yeah. Where it's like blues with tribal drums. It's like fucking sick. And you think you're about to go on this, like, rumpus adventure, but then it's actually, like, actually, we're just going to slowly kill a bunch of people out in the middle of nowhere. Jesus. And it's like, I don't know what I expected, because I knew that was the plot of the movie, (laughs) but I just, it was expertly done. There's just no other way to say it, because it's unbelievable how that was paced. I thought, like, maybe towards the end of the first hour, it got a little slow for, like, ten minutes. And that was it. And I couldn't even tell you at what point that was because the whole rest of it 
is perfect. So anybody who wants to say, let's start right there. Anybody who wants to say anything about this being too long is just annoying. Because I don't think there was very much fat, you know? It was uh, it was all super important for sure. It was. If anything, it could have been a little longer. I'm saying I wanted a I'm little saying, more Jesse Plemons. I feel like, and that there could have been so much more of that. That's but what I think, people. Are, but I, don't I know. think that's what's so clever about it, though, is that technically they were there the whole time, not the whole time, but for a good portion of it. But because they were undercover, right. you know what I mean, right? And, it, it, it's just the inverse of the way that you would normally do this in a movie. Right. Which is how they were originally going to do the movie, though. It was going to be about the detectives. Like, yeah. they were going to. Leo was going to be Jesse Plemons, and he was going to be the main character. Did that. I don't understand. Did that just not seem right? And that, in what. That's regard? basically what they said. Leo was like, this doesn't make sense. He's like, the heart of the story is like the people who are being murdered, not the investigators. Damn. I mean, that's amazing, yeah. And, I mean, it was the right decision. Uh-huh, 100%. Yeah, the tribute, like, since the beginning of the movie, when they're, like, burying the pipe. Oh, my God, the scene in slow-mo with the oil coming out of them, just amazing. It was uh, a beautiful, absolutely stunning, like... Even the fi- when the fire was burning too, as he was right. getting paid out for his fire insurance, that he, you know what I mean? Right. Um, that was fucking captivating. I was like, it's just amazing how he can do five styles of things in one movie, and it's not tacky, it's not lame, mm-hmm. and you don't even really like you notice it all happening, but it doesn't matter that it. Technically, like it shouldn't be cohesive, right? Right, but it just keeps working because it's so awful He's and just, evil. Yeah. That's what's happening. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, yeah. I mean, really interesting because, like, you could I could almost see a version of this movie where, like, a lot of this has overlap with stuff that would happen in like a Coen Brothers movie. Like, you know what I mean? Where some oaf kills some oaf literally for, like, insurance money. Mm -hmm. And it all just gets all goofed up. Like, you know what I mean? There's, like, a version of this where it could have been, like, comedic or whatever. Which obviously would have been wrong. Because since it's entirely true, that would have been dicey. But I'm just saying it's interesting how many elements of how many different styles of things played into this. And also just the fact that this shit went down is insane. Right. Like... And it's it's interesting because when I was thinking about it, it's like, man, Oklahoma, worst place in America for anybody to have ever tried to make a living in this century. Yeah. Literally, the race massacre in Tulsa happens within the storyline of this movie as well. It's like a, an exactly parallel situation, just like a who knows how far away the two places are. I haven't looked, but yeah, you know what I mean? I wonder. Um, I thought it was also very fascinating, the scenes where, like, you know, like, time passes kind of arbitrarily in this, where it's like, oh, all of a sudden it's kind of just been six months, and you didn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's some signal, like, oh, somebody's more pregnant, or somebody now is a kid, or somebody's now married, or whatever. It kind of makes you, like, uh, well, it, I think unable it's, to track the... You know, the way time's moving anymore in the movie, you know? I think that's intentional, though, because I think it's supposed to show that, like, even though these people are rich, like, they're still just living, like, lame reservation life. Like, it just shows how they're under control either way, which, I mean, is from the beginning, you know? These people get handed out payments of their own money that they have, have to, to get approved yeah. by just some white guy. Yeah, they have a guardian. And there's they no have have a guardian. And there's no real like there's no real like government. That's because it's any, just yeah. so long ago. It's its made own government. It's, it's like made up government. Just some guy. So yeah, basically it's every single up. person in this town is trying to huckster their way into getting oil money from these people. And basically everyone kind of can a little bit because the white people are in charge, so they'll all just cut each other deals. 
to just fuck over all these people that they don't care about because they're all racist. Pretty pretty nuts. Pretty nuts that that's how that was going down. It made it its own. Uh, it's just its own now, level of horror. Well, the whole thing also for them. is just because they all regretted doing the like the reservation shit. I'm sure nobody actually wanted to do. And the whole thing was an accident. You know, they didn't give them land with oil on purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, so like they never wanted these people to be rich. The whole goal was to oppress them either way. Right. So it was kind of bound to happen, unfortunately. So what was your favorite part like in the first hour? What stuck out? Him getting there. Just the train the, the steam train and all that. Yep, yeah. Yep. It the way really, it, it's almost like a Spielberg. It shot. was immediately like it captured it says Santa Fe on the train and then like what was the name of the town again? Fairfax. Fairfax on the station and you're like, Oh, this is gonna be such a weird, like majestic time period. I wouldn't say majestic. I know. It's <laughs> a bad descriptor. Pretty terrible. Um, what's interesting... No, this all happened before the Depression, right? Yeah. I don't know, because I don't know how long the it total was after span World War is. One. Correct. Doesn't matter. But I was just going to say, I wonder how that affected that whole situation. It seemed I, like they were well off because they had the oil. So that's true. Really I don't think the oil money ever got hurt. Right. Ever. Right. They, ever. They significantly <laughs> Still to this growed day. Yeah. In what, like they grew. Um, but yeah, they're also all like oddly like sick. Yeah. Which that I didn't understand. I guess their genes just. They had dispositions. I guess. A lot of them had like. Molly had diabetes. The, yeah, they all had like negative traits in their genes. Apparently that kept getting passed down. That's unfortunate, and so basically everybody took even further advantage of that uh, a lot of the time through poisoning. Yeah, clearly medicine was the time to kill, like, was... Well, any, like, was it's just like you could basically get away with anything as long as you just, like, were a little bit clever because nobody... Checked anything. De- there ever. were no detectives. Detective wasn't a job. DNA wasn't a thing yet. No, well, not even remotely. <laughs> but it was also, I mean, we're talking 1920s Oklahoma. So it was just like you drive a mile and you just shoot someone in the head and drive away. And no one will ever, <laughs> there's no way you could ever possibly figure that out. No. You know what I mean? You nope. couldn't trace bullets and somebody was gone for eight minutes while that happened. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? It's just like, it literally could have been anybody. So it's just odd. Um, And yeah, so basically De Niro's character. I kind of wish. I don't know, because I hate scenes of just exposition, but I kind of wish there was a little more backstory on him. Maybe I missed some of that at the beginning, because I know they did do that dinner scene where they kind of talked a lot. I was pretty stoned. Oh, at the start. So I might have just missed. You missed him basically like if you. If well, you I know that it was like he's like, I bought a cattle ranch because there's no oil on the land. So it was like cheap. Was that basically the thing? And because it was by that town, you know, because he wanted to be there. So oh, it so like, it was his plan the whole time. Yes. I see. Yes. Yeah. So he's a very interesting character because he's basically just pure evil. But he all does it with that, like, southern smile. And, like, technically never really... Only in getting really mad at Leo's character. It's the only time he ever really shows it. Like, do you know what I mean? It's always that sly, like, creepy evil most of the time. It's not as, like, deliberate, I feel like, as characters in other Scorsese films. I mean, take Jake LaMotta. Like, do you know what I mean? Was just a violent tyrant. So it's kind of odd to, like, just have him be, like... Like, the villain in this movie is, like, pretty much just a shot caller. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's odd, because it's technically also Leo. 
So, I mean, let's talk a little more detail then, I guess. That would just make more sense at this point. So, we're going to be a little more spoilery now instead of vague. So, like, there's the interesting thing where it's, like, there's, like, slight conspiring with him and Leo at first. Like, it's like, oh, just be nice to this chick. Try to date her. That would be a thing. Like, they really do show, like, the slow manipulation, it seems like. Right? Because while he's just trying to pursue the one chick, they also talk about all the other schemes that he has going on. You know, the other people he's trying to kill for insurance money or for their rights to their money or whatever. And then after about an hour of them doing that, it eventually cuts back to one of the like robbery things. And then it explicitly shows Leo. Almost like in like a knives out like who done it way. You know what I mean? Where it's like first we show the scene, but then we show you who it really was. You know, like we show you more of the edit and then we reveal something. Mm-hmm. It's odd that they did that because they could have just shown Leo doing it the whole time, which was kind of implied anyway. Like I if anything I think that made me more confused. Do you know what I mean? Cuz I was like I was under the impression that Leo was definitely always doing the crime. Yeah. But then they like intentionally didn't show people like it was always somebody in a mask or whatever. And then they eventually showed it as Leo. Was that just to like confirm that was you were you not supposed to think that he was doing it the whole time? Were you supposed to think that he just started doing it once they showed him? No, I don't think so. Not that last part? No. I, I, I just, yeah, I don't think that... I think you were supposed to know the whole time. And it was just a, like, confirmation thing or what? No, it was to confirm that he was actually just a bad... Like, he was he was more evil than you think every time you <sighs> see him. That's the thing. I don't think he is, though. I think he's just that dumb. I think back then people were just that dumb. What's like, oh, you want money? Yeah. And people were like, yes, sir, I do he want does, some I, money. He says, I do like that money. Like, yeah, okay. he sounds like fucking Calvin Candy when he sends that scene. Was that his name, Calvin Candy? I don't know who you're talking about. His character in Django. Um, can- Candy, did you say? Yeah, his last name was definitely Candy. I don't remember his first name. Not not important. Kelvin. Was I it? I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Okay. Um, but yeah, so he's kind of just like an idiot. It seems like, and it also. It's weird. He's basically dumb enough and also greedy enough to separate killing people in his wife's family to that being like the boundary to where it's like, yeah, that's fine. Do you know what I mean? It's like as long as nobody hurts my wife or my kids or me, we'll just keep stacking up money by murdering everyone she knows and loves. Yeah. And then he's even willing to poison his wife for some reason. See, to me, it's like I thought that was the one point where he just like wasn't going to do it. But when... then he does it. Yeah. I guess it's to show the grip that De Niro has on him. I just don't feel like De Niro had any grip on anybody. It was just odd. It just seemed like he had a little bit more money. And so people just did what he said so they could get a little something out of it. Didn't seem like anybody actually like liked anybody ever. Right. Which seems to be the case for the entire first half of the century in America. Like, everyone was just trying to kill each other and get some money. <laughs> <laughs> Which, what's changed, really, I suppose? I don't... Not I, the explicit I like killing. That's the that only difference. aren't trying to get life insurance policies out of me. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, be careful. <laughs> that sounds awful. You're like, as a matter of fact, I filled one out last year. <laughs> what? <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, they also they show like an explicit thing where like even the sham doctors were like, "You, we can't give in a life insurance policy to this guy. He's a drunk who's depressed and wa- is admitting he wants to kill himself." And he's like, "Nah, we'll get it, and then I'll just kill him in a couple weeks anyway." And the thing is, like, it was basically just a huge open secret because it was like, a I, racket. Yeah, it was awful. Because, like I said earlier, all the white people were just trying to get something out of it and didn't care about any of these people. So literally, just everybody kind of knew, and 
that's what they reveal slowly over time mm-hmm. is that it wasn't this like intricate plot. It was literally like we were saying, you just go up to some guy and be like, you could drive my car for a week <laughs> if you go kill that Indian guy. And he'll just be like, all right, sure. <laughs> and that was it. And they didn't really cover their own tracks. And the way he covered his tracks was just to set those guys up to get murdered, which I thought was clever. Yeah. When he's like, oh, you can go rob that. He's like, you can go rob that store. Sorry, I got you caught last time. Then they go rob the store, but he already told the storefront owner that people were going to try to rob his store. Really dumb shit that technically it's like you shouldn't trust the guy who got you caught. But they were dumb enough to just be like, ah, he runs jobs. This is what he does. Yep. And it was all just really stupid and it was for stupid people to do stupid shit. And it just makes it so much worse. It just makes you so much more angry. (laughs) I don't know why. Like. Because it's a horrible thing. Well, right, but it would be tragic either way. I guess it's just like they didn't have to try, so they didn't, I guess. Uh I don't know. Or maybe they would have got caught sooner if somebody just cared a little. (laughs) Because then the thing is, the the, well, it's pre-FBI, the Bureau of Investigation. They become a thing and they solve it, but really they... They only end up using it to publicize themselves, which is the ending when they do the like radio show program. A whole nother twist that just comes out of nowhere, which is just like shouldn't work. It shouldn't make sense but for the filmmaking. But it was so good. And it's also something that someone would do to like frame an entire movie, you know, right. where it's like, oh, we're telling this story through the lens of this radio program. But it's like, no, we're just going to do like a surreal, interesting ending. Brilliant. It shouldn't work, but it's perfect. Yep. Because it shows, okay, the Bureau of Investigation is just using this to promote it self and get the public awareness of it up. And that's it. And that's all they get out of it. And the Osage people don't like there's no real justice because the story itself is them admitting that everybody got out of prison really quickly. Are you trying to say that the FBI is set up on the backs of Indigenous people? Well, they're set up on the backs of a lot of horrible (laughs) things. That's basically what I'm saying. But yeah, they like, that's the point of showing the radio program. It's like, well, the FBI movie so much. Oh, the FBI clearly got way more out of it than the people did. Right. You know what I mean? And then it also goes to show, like, well, all this terrible stuff happened, but we solved it and makes a hell of a show, doesn't it? Right. You know what I mean? There's just a lot of layers to it. And then Marty himself is the one delivering it. Right. He's just like, I'm kind of doing the same thing right now. Right. With this movie that you're watching. Holy shit. (laughs) Unbelievable. That is a, that's an unlock. (laughs) And Jack White's just there for no reason. I know. I know. (laughs) I was like, I literally leaned and I was like, I think that's Jack White. (laughs) Yeah. What a young face still. How's he doing that? Drinking blood, for Adrenochrome, sure. Adrenochrome, yeah. <laughs> for sure. He's drinking blood. He's a vampire. But Confirmed. Y- yeah, it just blew me away. It was great. Really just blew me away. Um, Left out a lot of stuff in between there so we can talk about really whatever, but, I mean, I just loved it, ultimately, is really what I have to say. Um. The guy who played Leo's brother, the guy who played the pedophile priest in, what's the show? I don't remember. The zombie show, The Last of Us. Oh. Who was the creepiest motherfucker in the world. Everything that guy's in, he's a fucking creep, and he was good at being a creep in this. Yep. He reminded me in this movie of the guy in There Will Be Blood who tries to pretend he's his brother, and then he kills him in the woods. But he reminds me of that guy, just a greasy, slimy motherfucker. He was kind of a he was a piece of shit. I mean, everybody was a piece of shit. It's a typical Scorsese movie. Yeah. Every you're not really rooting for anybody here. No, except no. Lily Gladstone, I guess. Yeah, for sure. The and the crazy thing too, she was still willing to be by her husband's side after all of that, which was psychotic. What a great woman. But it did truly feel like I don't think you were supposed to think that he didn't actually really love her. I feel like he did and was just that stupid and that greedy. 
Like, do you know what I mean? It doesn't justify it. I'm not saying like, ah, oh, she should have stuck it out for him even more. No, but I, I still kind of, I did kind of feel that. Like that's how, that was. That's why was he took the poison himself eventually. Yeah, because he's like, I, that's why he. It started to finally reckon with him. I think like after they blew up the house. Yeah, which you know again shouldn't need to come to that. Obviously, it's all insane, dude. That shit was awful. I didn't realize that he was a part of it until it was happening. Like when he was being tried for it, you know. He wasn't. I thought that he was. I thought that it well, was Well, he ordered it. Remember, that was about He did it. order it. I thought he was also there. Was he not also there? They lived down the street. That's right. That's right. Yeah, He was, yeah, he yeah. was in bed. Right. I thought that he, like, raked the charges. But then I realized it's not charges. It's no, dynamite. and then he's still <laughs> dumb enough to be like, I'll listen to his lawyers, which was insane, and, like, took away his, like, test. Like, he was going to testify and then backed out because Brendan Fraser's fat ass yelled at him. <laughs> I fucking loved him in this. It was too much. The scene in the courtroom where he just started screaming and was like, we need to talk to him. I loved it. <laughs> I was like, that's insane. That's way too much. Come on. And then the fact that he talked to him and listened. But again, it's like, it's the ni- it's 1926 or whatever. Yeah. And this guy's a fucking moron, as we've established. Yeah. So, of course, he both gets manipulated by the investigators and by the other guy's lawyer because he's a fucking idiot. And you wouldn't know any laws at that time. I mean, you're literally going around just murdering people left and right anyway. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like, you don't know what anything, what sentence anything carries or any of the rules or anything like that now. Because even now, people know that and still get manipulated by police and all that shit. Word point being it's just hard to watch being like well you should know that you shouldn't answer that question or you shouldn't you know what i mean like watched enough cops yeah and just other i've watched goodfellas you know so you know what you should say and shouldn't say and what you shouldn't say on the phone and all that shit especially his character you would think he would i don't know he loves like trying to look ugly it's like we get it leo you're beautiful must be such a burden on you. Him and Brad Pitt, they love just getting dirty for roles. It's awesome. <laughs> Big fan. Big fan of that look this I this suppose, movie. but Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood got all the panties dripping. So. Uh, that's a different. That's a different way, you know. But I'm just saying. <laughs> Yeah, I get it. This guy shouldn't have been that good looking either way. They do refer to him as handsome, so he would be handsome for the time, I suppose. Exactly. Exactly. With his gut. But I'm just I saying. I loved the gut. In his, well, he just has that. But in his <laughs> role choices, you know what I mean? Yeah. All of them, he's basically making himself ugly or different. You know what I mean? Like, even in Don't Look Up, he's some nerdy doctor on purpose. Right. They right. constantly reference that he's su- a super hot doctor and make fun of that. <laughs> but you know what I mean? He's wearing like polos and glasses and shit. <laughs> it's been since like since Wolf of Wall Street, I would say. Where he's like, I'm the fucking like man. Yeah. That was just, you know, his most suitable character. <laughs> yeah. Plemons was great though. He's fantastic. He's such a good actor. I love Jesse Plemons. That was the FBI agent, right? Yeah, the main one. He was so good. He's always good. He's really I mean, that line, I know that they used it in the trailer, but that line is just ridiculous every time. What? And works. When he's like, I'm here to see about the murders. See <laughs> what about them? <laughs> he's like, well, see who's doing it? Like, what? Like, the fact that that's even a question is insane. Even if you're the nervous guy who's... Answering the door? <laughs> yes. But also, what is brilliant about that is that he knew that it was him already the whole time yep. because they were investigating the whole time. It's just a great reveal because I already want to rewatch the movie now knowing how it happened, and you can I bet it expands it so much more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're already dialed into the relationship and stuff by the time the FBI show up and right. you like aren't thinking about it. Cause but, yeah, right. All I'm trying to see is like, well, how did he get in? How did he manage to pull this off and get ingrained with these people? Yeah. Oh, I also loved the scenes where they like show her 
they show her at that like birth or whatever and she's looking around and everybody's white and just glaring at her with like that evil greedy eye oh it's disgusting you know what i mean like the entire family has just become all white people yeah yeah great stuff nasty great stuff it's a metaphor for brooklyn (laughs) (laughs) really though yeah (laughs) um Robbie Robertson, also rest in peace, as we said. The score, fantastic. Oscar chances here? What are we thinking? All around. I, I, Are you asking me whether or not they would get an Oscar for the, this? Yeah, what oh, are we thinking? Oh, probably it's going to be in like four or five different categories, right? At least you would think. Best score. Score, I... It has to be picture, picture and director. It has maybe best not picture, director. Best di- best because they're bogus. To leading Marty. and support, lead and support. Well, if you count De Niro as support, I would think? count. Yeah, Molly is gonna be lead. Or Actress, Lily. yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. She then, should probably win. I mean, I haven't seen. Obviously, w- we have a long way to go. Could it be Leo and um, De Niro? In the standing? Uh, two people from the same movie have been nominated previously. Yeah, that happens it's, every now and then. I don't know if that'll... But for best supporting... Technically, that's worse, usually. It's too many boys. They would never do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but they'll, like... Usually, like... So, if it's... If they're both in lead actor, for example... Yeah. A lot of the times, they'll just split the vote, and neither of them will win then. So, yeah. that wouldn't be beneficial. Right. I just don't know if De Niro would qualify for supporting. I mean, he's just he's in it just as much. It felt like at least. Right. It's hard to tell because of how long it is. Right. Um, I don't th- like Plemons is in it, but I don't think that that was anything like like he was great, but it was just solid. Nothing like. And like two other Oscar ones that I don't know, but it'll definitely be in at least four or five of them. I imagine it'll have like Standings production design. Yeah, something like that. You Costumes know? It maybe. It was absolutely incredibly like every second here's the, I guess frame here's, of it was beautiful. Here's another way I want to put it compared to The Irishman. Both this and The Irishman would be are labeled as epics. Yeah. The Irishman doesn't feel epic. It just feels long and slow. This Felt like a grand, long movement towards a lot of themes and just really impactful shit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas, like, I've seen it be referred to as this. Like, The Irishman feels like an epilogue to a story that Scorsese's been telling for a long time. But it do- the epilogue isn't where all the meat is, so that's just why I'm not that into it. Maybe when I'm older... Like, that movie's for an older person, I feel like. Like, it's a fine wine film. Yeah. Whereas this, I'm sure, will also have that quality, but has the impact right up front, because it truly feels like a grand, giant film and statement, and the topic is all there. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. The The odd thing of it, though, is that it just has... Typically, an epic just has more... I guess I would say, like, grand emotional movement... Whereas this whole thing is just sad and miserable and like, I mean this in a positive way, even though it's a negative word, flat. Yeah. But like I said, it's because everybody there's a zombie being controlled or murdered. So there just is, there is no happiness for anyone. Because even the people who are doing this, when are they ever having a good time anyway? They're not. You know what I mean? Nobody's ever enjoying themselves ever, except the rare times when they get their money and go buy jewelry. Yeah. Like, that's it. So it's just odd, because, like, I compared it to, like, that that train shot of, like, a Spielberg thing. Because, you know, Spielbergs have that, like, triumphant emotion. So you can imagine the train comes in and John Williams' score is all vibrant. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Basically, like, a white savior element. But that there's none of that here. There's no, like, moviness to this. And it's just really hard to put my finger on it. But the tone of this is just incredibly unique and gripping and flat positively yeah 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 positively flat flat. (laughs) it was nice it was kind of yeah 
It just doesn't have. There's not a lot of like Hollywood to that mid tempo swing. You know, yeah. it was nice. Yeah. Um, unbelievable though, how you can pace out three and a half hours so well. Oh, because it just flew by. Like I said, outside of a like ten minute stretch, very early on, could have been longer. I I also could've, thought that it really I said could've. at the end or afterwards. I was like, I I can't wait for a director's cut. You know, <laughs> yeah. Because you know he's got it. Oh, I'm sure. And it's going to be great. I'm sure. Although, he might not, because I think he doesn't. this just is his direct. Yeah, yeah. His The final cut is always yeah. his director's right. cut. No, I I could see him just, like, saying, you know, like. Uh, I'm sure there's deleted scenes. I just you know, didn't there want always to gonna keep be. people for that long, you know. He said, <laughs> you can at home for four and a half. But. I don't think the box office is going to do too well, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. If it's that long, no way. Oh, I don't think so now either. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think is. so. It yeah, it just doesn't seem like it's. He got good on. money for it already. You know, it's like. Well, Apple's gonna get. I bet their subscriptions exactly. get a huge bump once it goes on there. Um. So keep an eye out, people. If the director's cut comes out, ooh, you best believe I won't be there. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the beautiful thing about Apple, though, too, is that they have like seven hundred billion dollars at their disposal. Yeah. So they can waste two hundred mil on a Marty movie. And feel good about no it. No harm, no foul. Yeah, they're just trying to get Oscars and be a full movie studio. Like, yep. And they're they're going to get there soon because they have more resources than anyone else. Good for them. Yeah. Please keep doing this. Do a PTA movie. Give all the guys m- money for movies. I'm sure the Tarantino that comes out will be on Apple. Uh, well, no, no, he already has his deal with whoever he did the last movie with. He'll just do the same thing again. Oh. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Nolan has his deal locked up. Not that I really care that much, but Oppenheimer was great. Yeah. Uh, the Killer next week. What's The Killer? David Fincher's new movie. What's that called? The Killer. What's The Killer about? A killer. That's so vague. It's like an assassin who botches in a, a thing and then he's on the run or whatever. Generic premise, but it's Fincher. It's going to be amazing. He's the best. I still got to see The Exorcist in theaters. It's terrible. I know. I know you think that. Uh, everybody thinks <laughs> that. That movie sucked. Uh Anyway, so this Jennifer <laughs> Lawrence movie, this Jennifer Lawrence movie, let's talk about it. What's it called again? Ah, uh, shit. Uh, no one. Not no hard one. feelings. <laughs> Something like that. Okay. Oh, this is the one about her tits. Yes. Oh, my God. I've never seen it. <laughs> right. Well, it's on Netflix now. It just came out this year anyway. Okay. So you wouldn't have had many opportunities. This is <laughs> anyway. So she is an Uber driver. That's her entire job. Right on. And she lives in Montauk. Nice. But because she like inherited the house from her mom. Yeah. She can't pay the property taxes because they go up because rich people live in Montauk now. That's terrible. Right. Her car gets, like, towed or repossessed or something. Mm-hmm. Don't really remember. Point is, she now doesn't have that car. I assume repossessed. And so the premise is, like, I need to pay off my property taxes. But now I don't have a car. The thing is, like, if your car was getting repossessed, you couldn't even afford your car. So having the car, how would that help you be able to afford your property taxes. So I don't understand right. that. I, I didn't understand why it was getting taken away. If it is repossessed, that just makes no sense. Then she never would have had a chance anyway. So there's no movie there. Um, if it was towed for any other reason, then just go get it. So I, I, I don't know. Right. Huge pothole right there, though. Uh, then all of a sudden, there's just some ad on Craigslist that's basically like, hey, fuck my kid and we'll give you some random used Buick. Whoa. And then Matthew Broderick and some other lady are like, yeah, fuck my kid for this Buick. And she's like, all right. And then she keeps trying to fuck this kid and he's like a pussy and like won't do it. And that's the whole reason they're trying to get her to do it because he's like about to go to college and he needs to stop being a bitch. 
Whoa. Because they're like helicopter parents or whatever that term is. They say it in the movie, I think. Um, <clears throat> Did they admit to being helicopter parents? No. Oh, okay. But clearly, I mean, they're trying to... Get somebody to, to fuck, fuck their kid. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. So anyway, yeah, he keeps just like not trying to fuck, and it just doesn't make any sense. It, that's just why it's such a dumb premise. How many times do they try? She tries every time she sees him because she's just trying to get that car. And then eventually he finds out and then whatever. Oh, God. And then they like stay friends or whatever. Shitty. Shitty. The tone of it's way off. Yeah, but it's like wrecked or whatever. It's dumb. It's dumb. It's supposed to be like a slapsticky, like wild comedy, but it's just kind of tame and it's not really that funny. Oh, that's terrible. And there's no there's no real like feeling of like a climax or resolution or anything. It's just like there's just like a bunch of skits of her trying to fuck this kid and him being a pussy. And then. There's like one like emotional confrontation that you feel nothing and then the movie just kind of ends. But it's like here's the thing, man. I I get that it wouldn't go well and you would be nervous and you'd flub it all up and you'd end up having a terrible time and you'd regret a lot of how much of a bitch you were in that scenario. But you wouldn't just be like, no, I'm not going to do this. Nobody. There is nobody. I don't care how, like, religious, conservative, whatever the fuck. Because... Were they supposed to be? Religious in any way? No. Okay. Not that I can recall. Got it. It's basically just like, I wouldn't do that with someone that I don't know because I'm a little nerd and I'm nervous and I'm anxious. And that's basically the whole thing. But it's just like, it's Jennifer Lawrence. And she just looks like Jennifer Lawrence. Like, she doesn't look beat up, haggard. No teeth missing. She looks done up. (laughs) Full Jennifer Lawrence. And I was like, that was... Here's the thing. This is what's unbelievable about all of it to begin with, too. She needs her property taxes paid. That'll take 15 minutes. She lives in Montauk. She can't get some rich sugar daddy to just pay for that shit. She's Jennifer Lawrence. Right. She wouldn't be driving no Uber on top of all that. Like, none of it makes sense. She's the wrong person to be cast in this. She's right because she's a great comedic actress. She's great in the movie. Yeah. She has the right fun, bubbly, whatever personality, dude-ishness, physical comedy ability, all the right stuff, except the looks. She looks like a super hot movie star. <laughs> it just doesn't make... she. I'm sorry, too hot for comedy. <laughs> Especially this, where that's the plot. Where the plot is no one will fuck you, not a chance. <laughs> Biggest stretch in the world. <laughs> Made more sense when she was a fucking physicist and don't look up. There comes that connection again to that movie. Whatever she was in that. But either way. Yeah. Your role can't be I'm the chick that someone won't fuck. Makes no sense. I'm sorry. I couldn't imagine. Impossible to get over it. I could. The the movie just can't work because it's just like this would never happen. Yeah. But it sounds like thrilling, you know. Check it out. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's... eh. You can see her tits. Right on. I'll have to check it out sometime. <laughs> Anybody else notable in it? Is the kid like Josh Hutcherson or something? No. <laughs> I don't know who the kid is. Uh, is it a no, Jonas brother? just Matthew Broderick. That's it. The chick who... But he's old. The chick who played Lucy, Aziz Ansari's girlfriend in Parks and Rec is in it. Oh. That's fun. Sure. And I think that's about it. Like, Aubrey Plaza would have been a good choice for this role. Could she have been? Yeah, she's funny as hell. Yeah. But she has, like, a negative (laughs) demeanor. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, like, something else to work against. It would have made sense that, that... her personality could have been more off-putting than her looks to, like, an 18-year-old especially. Where right. she'd be too intimidating in, like, a harsh way. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. Not the case. Not the it case in this movie. Jennifer Lawrence can't be that offensive. 
She just can't for anyone to be like, that's too much. Aubrey Plaza, right at the right line. There's others. Just haven't thought about it. But. Yeah. Like uh, It's a movie if you need something to watch. That's, I'll say that. I'm I'm good, but yeah, maybe I'll let you know. Still got to see The Exorcist. You said that already. I know. Saying it again. <laughs> Why do you want to see it? Because you said it's bad. I want to go. I kind of want to see The Exorcist three. That'd be fun. I'm excited for that uh, new Miyazaki film. Yeah, did you see the voice cast? Yeah, I did. Unbelievable. Christian Bale's back. Mark Hamill again. What do you mean again? He's been another. Oh, well, like a few, most of them. I want to say. Something oh, like that. that checks out. Done a lot of voice acting in his day. He also yeah. played Burt Kreischer's dad in The Machine. That was a dog shit movie. The Machine. Yeah, that was horrible, unwatchable movie. Really, not a chuckle in that thing. So not a chuckle here either. That's for sure. Ha ha ha! No thanks to you, bud. Hey, you're the one that's talking about movies I ain't never seen. Tell the people a joke. I, I can't. All right, t- talk about some other movie. We had nine minutes. Um, what do you got? Ooh, we're we're just jumping movies now. Pick one. Yeah, whatever. Oh jeez, you gotta put me on the spot like this. I've been watching Curb. That's it. You haven't seen any other movies recently. Um, what was the last movie I saw in theaters? Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Killers of the Flower Moon. No, before before <laughs> that, <laughs> before that was The Nun too. How was that? It was really. It, it was fun. Was it? Yeah. Did you? Are Talk you? Talk about it. Did you see The Nun? No, no interest in either. So go ahead. What diva reason? Go ahead. Floor's yours. Floor, uh, f- floor is mine. All right, all right, okay. Fill me in. Come on, I it, need to know. You got. What do I need to know about whoa. the nun two? Let me know. I gotta fill you in on the nun one first. Let's go. There's a pr- there's a there's a nun. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I would have there's guessed. A, there's multiple nuns, but there's one specifically that is basically a demon. Mm-hmm. Are you not, do you, do you not, are you a fan of demon movies or no? Not really. Keep going. Whoa. So you got, like, never. So there's basically, <laughs> at, at the location, it, during the night, can I spoil all of it for Yes, you? go. I can spoil it all for Please you? do it. You're not talking about anything. You're just saying nothing. Uh, I'm just I'm please just start doing it. <laughs> um okay. So the nun too was the most recent movie that I've seen in theaters. Followed by it was like a two hour film, you know? Two uh-huh. maybe a little bit less. I think it was a little bit less. It was like one Forty-five, like an hour forty-five. Uh huh. It's a good length. I think you would really enjoy it. You didn't tell me anything about it. I. It's kind of hard S- to I'm unpack still waiting for you to in, start. <laughs> in a few, in so many minutes. You um, haven't started. Um. Um. Well, there's a nun and one's a demon. That's all you've said. Yeah, that's that's a good. Okay, tell me more. All right. Well, that's a shit movie, apparently, where nothing happens. So we can talk about something else, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that you should check it out. I think you would like but it. But why would I like it? You can't tell me anything about it. Um, It's just, it's a good movie, you know? Is it? Yeah. Why? I, I just, I, well, for the most part, it's... It's got, you know, some nice special effects, some a good haunted nun. Okay. Yeah. That's that's all I've got. I'll pass. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll definitely pass on that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you haven't seen the first one, I don't really understand. I'm not going to I can't I can't, I just can't unpack two movies on it. It's it's so <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm sure it's really It dense. basically picks up I'm right I'm sure it's like The Lord of the Rings. N- I mean, not necessarily. <laughs> you begin I think it takes place in like uh, 1800s in like Spain for the most part at in the first one it is just at one church but in the second one basically 
it's found a way to continue to be possessed for a very long period of time, but it transported from one church to another one, like in a other region of Spain, I think, or maybe it got farther than that. I'm not sure, but the nun at the first in the first movie um, was present when they were able to seal up this demon back into the ground, essentially. Sure. Or back, or wh- what they thought was, you know, back to hell. And mm-hmm. so when you pick up on the second one, it's basically been like, I think it's like 18 years or something like that. And there's killings that are continuing to occur. And so the uh, the pope and the popes like the the min or what is the name of the collection of catholic higher ups i don't really remember the, the cardinals i don't know something like that <laughs> they're like se- <laughs> the way that they the way that they send messages is that they were sent they sent the a note to one of the nurses that was at the previous church where they sealed it back up to let her know that there were murderings happening and that she needed to go and research them so she shows up to this place to research it and sure enough it's the same demon or the same nun that same nun because it 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 appears in the form of a nun to her i guess but it's taking the form of um a friend so somebody that was also there somebody that was like marked by the possession and so they have to basically try to exercise the demon out of that guy, but it doesn't work because it's too powerful or something. Uh-huh. And it's um I don't I don't I don't want to ruin the very like the very end. Just in case you I do think watch I get it. The gist. I won't. Uh but yeah. That sounds like every possession movie ever. It's it's really same. straightforward, but yeah. it's got its own fun twist. And it's like the special effects of the nun herself is just like really, really fun. Like they're just especially dark and just not a big monstrous like, ancient church in Europe guy. Rough. It's mostly just, yeah, nun garbs and, and yeah. you know, traditional like a no. <laughs> coats and it's all like linen. Very flowy. <laughs> Very flowy. It's fun. No. There's not a lot of armor. This not. I feel like it's kind of bloody, you know, because they don't have any armor on. <laughs> Missing the armor, sure. I mean, if you got a good, you know, mithril breastplate, I'm sure it'll seal you from spirits a or what? nuns. <laughs> like, it's just, I don't know, that, that like, <laughs> white gold ch- chain link thing that it, that what that Frodo Baggins You has. love white gold. Yeah. What you know? <laughs> do are, do you just have regular gold? Twenty four karat, baby. <laughs> Bullshit. You got white gold. <laughs> <laughs> you got rose gold. I got fool's gold. Yeah, that's for sure. It's all that Bitcoin. <laughs> all that GameStop stock <laughs> down the drain. Yep. Wait, what was the name of the new Dumb Money? Did you see Dumb Money? Dumb Money. No, not yet. Okay. That'll be fun. I feel like it was too soon for the movie. What? It was like two weeks ago. Oh. I'm saying, (laughs) but it's about stuff that made, that happened like a couple years ago already. Oh. It's like, yeah, that just happened. Let's get the movie going right away. Give it a minute. You know? That makes sense. So will you, will you I feel wa- like the whole story's not there. I'd st- I'll watch it if it's on a free thing. I wouldn't pay even to rent it. Yeah. Even 2.99. That's fair. No thanks. Well, you can pro- I think you can watch the first nun uh on Max if you still have it. You know. I, know. I really I don't think that's going to happen. I think you should try it. I don't think that's going to happen. The first one really sets it up, you know. It'll make you really want to watch the second one, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That I mean, that's the goal of it, I uh, I suppose. Yeah. You know what the Exorcist movie doesn't do? Make you want to watch the next one. That sucks. But, okay. That movie sucked. I'll let you know how it is. Anyway, <laughs> what movie didn't suck was Killers of the Flower Moon. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. This has been Requiem for a Tuesday. I'm Adam. This is Justice. Peace out, people. And remember... 
I are fat. You are fat. We are fat. Check out all the links in the description below. Rate, review, subscribe. Calculator!